Hello everybody, welcome to another episode on Hastel Parts. So today on the podcast I'll be talking about our favorite player, Clay Thompson. He's hurt again and this may be a, a very devastating one from the looks of things. And also I'll be, I'll be giving my own review of the NBA draft that happened last night. I am Hassan, this is Hastel Parts. Alright guys, so let's talk about Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson has been out since like for like 16 months now, if I'm not mistaken. And the everything everybody is hopeful that the world will start the season in full strength, even though Clay's conditioning may need some time to really get up to speed with the rest of the team. But we know that even on his worst days, the his shooting ability is still something to be fearful of. So now Clay was reported now, like basically what happened was that I woke up middle of the night and I saw, I checked my phone, I saw my on, t- on Twitter that Draymond Green tweeted that pray, prayers up for Clay Thompson. So I thought to myself, maybe these guys are joking because they're, they're just doing some, playing some funny games. Maybe I, I wasn't thinking about, then I was concerned like, yo, hope Clay is good. Hope is not that somebody, hope is not an accident or something like that. So when I scrolled down that, that very Twitter um, timeline, I saw that LeBron James also, um, you know, tweeted that he's praying for Clay Thompson. Then I have to go and I have to check the Safari, and I have to check the internet to see what is going on with Clay Thompson. Then it turned out that Clay Thompson is actually going through some, I mean, had, had, an, had an injury while playing pickup with, with, with some of these other NBA players out there in California. And that is a very bad one because we are like weeks away from the beginning of the new season. And what made this one even more a little bit worrisome is the fact that the vibe, the energy around the Warriors team right now was more like they are praying it, it did not suffer an Achilles injury. From the way it looks, it looks as though the injury is in his lower leg, and you know that's where the actually that's where the Achilles tendon is. So they are praying that's not what what happened because if that's the case, that'll be another year at least before it comes back. And this team, the way it is um, designed, designed for Clay Steph. And um, Draymond to come back in full swing to blend with the younger folks and also to compete for championship because they still have like at least three, three, four years of full fly basketball to play. And they know that they can at least win one or two before everything is all said and done. So now, clearly having this injury is robbing him of his prime time, his prime time in his career because he got injury when he was, what, 20, late, late 20s, now he's like 30 years old. So it is like it's very devastating because now he should be at his peak, and then he's having this injury. So it's really devastating to know that Clay is hurt, and they are praying it is not a it's not an actual injury. Because if it's if it is an actual injury, whoa, that'll be a long, long, long season for the Warriors. Although there's a bright side in the fact that the Warriors already have Andrew Wiggins, who people would say it was overrated or underperforming first draft pick in his class. But he has some qualities. A 6'8", he can defend, and he can actually give you some good points on the floor. And when you play with excellent players like Steph Curry and Drew McGuinn that will demand accountability from you, I feel like now the Warriors will lose, will, will really miss um, players like Sean Livingston and Andre Godala because those are leaders in the in the locker room that can hold younger folks accountable. That yo, you guys gotta get on your on your game and help Steph out when he. When he's running around trying to when running running off of screens and the rest of that, so I don't know what's going to happen. But I saw I read that Bob Myers, the the GM of Warriors, is saying that 
well clay clay going down it did not in any way affect what they have what they have planned because now they drafted uh okay, well, that's what that would be a segue to the draft because the, the warriors drafted them um, james wiseman like we all already uh we already we already know that that's what that was going to happen so they have drafted james wiseman which is a good a good pick if you ask me and uh, the, the number one pick went to Anthony Edwards, which is also a very good one. Then the third one goes to um, Lamelo Ball. Then is the the Charlotte Hornets drafted him. So number one pick, I just I'll just name the the top three ones. Number one pick is Anthony Edwards to to Minnesota Timberwolves. Number two pick is James Wiseman to Golden State Warriors. Number three pick is um, Lamelo Ball to Charlotte Hornets. Okay, so now. Uh, where do I start from? So let me just yeah. So people were saying that they would rather have um, Lamelo Ball in, as number one overall pick. I'm like, why? They're saying that <clears throat> they're saying that because Lamelo Ball, you know, his ability to be a floor general, to really you know, and and his height, and the fact that he's a tall, he's a big guy will really help them when, if they pair him alongside with um, uh, Carl Anthony Townsend, right? So I said, well, the 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 the, 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 the literally give up a wing. Why should, why should they why should, why should they be drafting a, a a point guard for a wing? Because you know they they give up um, Andrew Wiggins and they were de- the, Andrew Wiggins and um, Carlton Thousand were there for a minute, but they are just so they are too young or maybe not or too chill to even try to compete for championships. So they're not going to trade Andrew Wiggins and then go and draft the a guard when they already have um D'Angelo Russell, who is actually who is also a very good point guard that needs the ball in his hands. And as you can see from the way Lamelo Ball plays, he needs the whole team to be anchored on his uh, on his ability to play make. So what are we talking about? So that's one thing I feel about that. Next thing is that you know, so I I figure that the best player they can get is that guy Anthony Edwards. But then I was concerned about his height. He's like six five. For a shoot, for a small forward, that may be too short. But hey, I mean, Dewey was was six four, and it was phenomenal to say the least. He's all time great, legends of this game. So who knows what's gonna happen? But I feel like for a shooting guard, it should be around six eight, six seven kind of height. That would really help you to fend off your 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 defenders and all those things. So we don't know. We shall see. That's my only concern about Anthony Edwards. But as far as his ability to play, he's a really good basketball player. I'm just concerned a little bit about his um his shot his shot his shot making ability because you need to be able to shoot and knock down shots at very high clip in the NBA because you don't have that much you don't have a lot of opportunities like when you're in like when you, when you're in college so that's my only only points concern about him like can he consistently give you <coughs> twenty five point twenty points every night or being a rookie can can he give you at least sixteen points every night. Let um, D'Angelo Russell give you 20, 25, and Carlton give you 25, 30 points per night. If they can get something along those lines, from because he's going to be there. It's not good. If he wants to grow, he needs to be their third option because D'Angelo Russell can really shoot the ball lights out. So for, for as, 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 as a third option, I think he's going to grow into be maybe the number one option later, but as a third option, can he give you 20, 16 points, double-digit points on a nightly basis? And that would be that would be really dependent on his on his um, decision making, on his um, shot making abilities, and you know on on his craftiness ar- around the rim. So we shall see how 
how that pans out in the very very near future then number two pick is james wiseman okay this james wiseman guy i've i've liked him from day one do you know why he's like seven one or so tall dude nba ready kind of buddy i mean if you get into the nba you see view man and then you know that it's not a joke <laughs> but i think he's ready for that for that um for that smoke you know i think he's ready for it so i think that is athletic which is, is because i think remember that one of the best season that the warriors had was um the 2017-2018 season that's when they had javel running the floor and javel can javel is a potential it's a perennial um love threat and then it's a amazing rim protector so it may it may, it may not have other things but those two things he's great at it so if this boy can can I think he has the ability to catch the lob because the way his mobility is amazing, his lateral movement is good. So if he can catch lobs from Draymond, that's 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 not, that's a big threat. And if he can just be in the paint and just guard the paint because the words are pretty small. Steph is like six two, six three. They are pretty small. So if he can do those two things for them, that'll be that'll be great. But then if he now develop his game into really becoming that guy that they, they can they, they can just dump the ball down to in the in the low post back his player back him back him and do some moves and get his two, two nice two points and maybe if you can spread this spread the floor then ultimately he'll be the franchise player he'll be the best player on the team because of his ability to help in multi in, in multiple ways he can if he can rim protect if he can catch lobs if he can get steady mid-range shot going i mean what else what else can you ask for when and you, have, and you have the greatness of steph curry and the craftiness of Jimon green plus the Plus the amazing ability of, of Clay Thompson. Not to forget that Andrew Wiggins. I keep saying this. Andrew Wiggins may be the dark horse in this whole thing because Andrew Wiggins has the ability to to win games for you. He's, he has done it so many times in his life. He can he can actually take over games for you. He's not small. He's a tall guy. He's six eight and he's really really good. He's, he's not scared of the moment. So you have players like Andrew Wiggins. I, honestly, I think they will really miss Sean Livingston and Andrew Godala, but. When you have Andrew Wiggins, if he can play to his uh, potentials, Jamal Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and this guy Wiseman, those three players alone, they are, they are great shooters. Jamal Green is is decent, and this Wiseman can give you can can catch lobs and dunk dunk the ball, and then be a an a, a, a be a headache to the opposing um attack the, the opposing um, bigs because of his height. You cannot just dunk on him or just do whatever you want to do with him because he's going to be right there guarding you you know so it will be amazing to see what's going to happen with with the um, with the warriors well we shall see we shall see i i really hope that that um clay cares back I, i'm praying it's not a it's not an achilles injury because if it's an achilles injury or achilles injury they call it is an achilles injury that's a bad one then they have, them they have to go into the trade market. They still have the seventy million dollar um player option though, so which is a good one. So they have, they can just get some. They have to look at look at the landscape of the market and get a player that will can help them. But I think the, another thing that the Warriors have to do, they have to do two things. With this clay injury, maybe three things. They have to get players that are that are battle tested. You know, that can help to fortify their bench. That bench is is too lean. They don't have a lot of talent on the bench i don't know what this guy is doing on the bench what's his name something lee i don't know it's not it's not well maybe because it's steph curry's in love maybe that's why because i don't think he's, a, he's as talented as well but I, I cannot really call for his job because 
he's not if he's the number one player on the team or whatever so he's just doing his own job so i guess he's just playing his role so yeah good for him but they have to get some players on that some veterans on the bench that can help them to to keep the momentum when steph clay dre is not are not on the floor so they have to get a player that can lead their bench their six man potentially they also have to um they have to get that they have to figure out what's wrong with clay thompson and of course they must find a way to match this thing together because the leadership ability of Draymond green is not great because we saw what happened to the team last season it was not really playing with them steph curry is too quiet so you need the player you need at least two veterans that knows how to galvanize the troops all right or the troop so to say so now the next one i talking about the charlotte on it charlotte on it have got this guy um graham graham is great you know but it's, it's a short man he's he's really balling i mean for look at even to have even mentioned his name is really really balling but the team the whole city is like there's no star power now with jordan brand with the, with the jordan brand and um lamelo ball it's gonna be like okay now they got some star power going on. maybe this maybe it may be an attractive destination for future um, free agents to go to Charlotte to go to um, North Carolina to play with these guys. So we shall see what happens. But my whole thing is just that the way Lamelo Ball has been hyped so far, I hope it's not a go- it's not going to be it's not going to be a bust like his um, brother because he has been hyped in such a way that oh it's the next best thing. You have to see this kid is is awesome. He can shoot. He can pass. He can play make. He can that. He can this and this. Six eight. All right. But they sell a lot of things about Lanza Ball. And he, he basically has flamed out in the NBA. He has flamed out. But I don't blame him. He can only be who he is because he's a great defender. That's that's facts about him, though. It's facts. He's a great, great defender. But as far as shooting and helping the team, he doesn't, even have, he doesn't even like to have the ball in his hands. I don't, I've never seen a guard, a, a point guard that doesn't even like to hold the ball. I mean, it's just, I don't know. If the boy is in the league for the next three years, I'll be shocked. He doesn't even like to have the ball in his hand. He's always standing in the corner trying to set screens. No, you are the guy. You have to be running the show. When, you, when the ball is in, his, is in his hand, he's quick to give the ball up to um, Brandon Ingram or whatever. And that's not that, that shows that he cannot dribble the ball greatly. His shot is not great. And his ability to pass like pocket passes within the lane is not great either. So Lanzo has flamed out. So And he was hyped to be better than Steph Curry. And talking about that, I found it very disrespectful when players or when people just talk about Steph Curry as if he's that kind of guy that can just disrespect like that. I don't know if people know that Steph Curry is better than Russell Westbrook, he's better than um, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Chris Paul, all of these guys is better than them. Numbers shows that and I test also proves that he's better than this guy. He has beaten all of these people at different times and different levels before, before Kevin Durant and you know even during Kevin Durant days Steph Curry has always been it's like air that shoulders above every other guys in the league no matter how fast or how skillful they are Steph Curry is just great yeah you know so when you when you now start comparing your kid to Steph or that he's going better than Steph you're setting the bar so high and it's not easy to live up to that kind of expectations and that's what that, and that's what has happened to this kid now, because he cannot, he can never ever be like Steph Curry. He's never on the same level as Steph Curry, and that's why he's where he is. And even even where he is right now, I'm not sure if they are really confident in his ability. 
We shall see what happens this season because I'm not. From what I saw in this game, is it is it's not really comfortable having the ball in his in his hands. It's not that is 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 a man. His skill is is questionable. So we shall see. So now the the way they hyped him up when they were, they were they were about to draft him and he came number three over Europe, just like his brother now. It should have gone lower than that. You know what I'm saying? But they 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 oversold his talk to the people and and people kind of bought into the the ball family propaganda. And it turned out to be that they are all wrong. They are all lies. They, these boys are not that great. They are not even great at all. So I hope I, I hope Lamelo Ball is better because what I see is that Lamelo Ball has a more flair for the, it has more flair for the game than Lanzo Ball. Has more kind of, some kind of energy and enthusiasm about him than Lanzo Ball. And that is what I see about Lamelo Ball. I just hope that that can actually translate or go into the NBA because the NBA they're gonna snatch your heart. The players they, they they don't joke when you see Demi Alida coming at you with a step back or Jim Sheldon or someone like Kyrie Irving that just want to mess with you or if you see a pest like Patrick Beverly the way he did to his brother the first game he played in, in the NBA so it's a lot of things that's going to happen to to that will, that will sort of take your confidence away but I think this guy is good but the fact that he's not a great shooter it leaves me I'm not too comfortable with that because if you're not a great shooter and you and you're in the NBA with look at what's going to going on with them Ben Simmons. He's all-time great, but he can't shoot. That is a huge, huge flaw in your game because it's all about the basket. It's about making shots. If you cannot shoot, that you that you must get to the rim before you shoot. It's not. I mean, it's. I, I don't know how your team will, will win championship with that kind of that kind of playing ability. You know what I'm saying? Or play play playing deficiency. You know. So that's what I think about that, and I hope that these guys uh, prove me wrong. They 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 exceed expectations. That'll be. That'd be awesome to, to see that these guys are gonna ex exceed expectations. We shall see what they turn out to be in the very near future. And I think that's my podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I know the guy that was drafted in um, in New York, Obi Toppins. Obi is like Obi is an Nigerian name for sure. That's uh, Obina, you know, Obina Toppins. So we shall see what happens to him. But I think, I think quickly on on Obi Toppins. So I see there are three guys that was that are Nigerian names, and it's not because I'm in Nigeria, but I know they have the NBA world is raving about them talking about Isaac Okoro, Oyeka Okogu, Obi Toppins. Of all these three guys, they say Obi Toppins is the best because of his all-round ability to play to really impact the game right now, right now, right now. I like Oyeka Okogu because I think he's really he's got some that kind of uh Tristan Thompson kind of body. So I think he's just gonna be a great defender. So now when you look at it, Obi Toppins is a power forward. Just Rando is a power forward. I don't know what they're gonna do with that, cause cause you're gonna have all these power forwards in the game, and then they still have RJ Barrett and and these other players. So we shall see what happens. But if Obitobins can shoot really good, I think because the, the Knicks need some shooting, they need shooting so bad. RJ Barrett cannot shoot the ball like that. He's not he's not a good shooter. Josh Hart is not a great shooter either. So if Obitobins can shoot. That that is one thing that will set him apart from the rest of these guys on the Knicks, and I think he's a good one because he's from New York and he's going to represent the city. And yeah, so I I I wish I wish them the best, and I think he's a good one. Everything f kind of fell in line with the way I was hoping it was going to fall, and I think I can't wait to see the guy that was drafted by. I think um, Onyeka Google was drafted by the uh, by the Atlanta Hawks. This guy from Serbia, Ajiva, I think he's going to be great, like a six six ten. And I think that one can actually shoot legit. So whoever passed on that boy that make them go number 10 or so may, may regret that later in the 
as the season as the season progresses next year or whatever. So we shall see what happens. And that's my podcast, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. I remain as Sandra and Raju. Thanks a lot for listening to, to Astro Pods. See you tomorrow and um, be safe out there. Bye for now.